Hello. And we're going. Hey. It's working. Welcome to another marooned edition of the Media Boat Podcast. It is Wednesday, May the 13th, 2020. We are still marooned on the choppy waters of the Media Sea. Um, if you are new to the Media Boat Podcast, we are a media podcast, specifically one about news and thoughts about movies, television, video games, and music, not necessarily in that order. My name is Matt, and his name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. I assume that's pointing in the right direction. Yeah, I have no idea how we're organized on these things. I believe it's that way. But yeah, we are the Media Boat Podcast, and we're still going 228, 30 episodes. Still going. Still going. Uh, No uh, stay-at-home order can keep us from making podcasts, that's for sure. Nope, but growing of beards may be issues. Facial hairs are another issue. Hair length, <laughs> all of the above, or also continuing on. Yeah, just have like gaps. Ugh. Yeah, I got gaps. Yes. And you and the uh, watching on YouTube can look at the gaps of hair on our. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it's just how it is sometimes. And that's the plug to go to YouTube for live feeds. But hey, we are podcast good. form. Yes, but. Thank you for joining us, wherever you may be joining us, uh, either by watching the video archive on YouTube or in podcast form, like you've always received it. Uh, However you're enjoying the Media Boat Podcast, thank you for joining us this week. So let's get right into it. We're skipping box office as we are in these marooned times and moving straight to movie news. All right. What kind of news do we have this week? We start with a banger this week. If you care at all about musical theater. And we know some people who do. Yes, we definitely do. Um, Then you are, of course, familiar with the Lin-Manuel Miranda smash Hamilton, uh, which up until recent news has been very difficult to see. Uh, You've either had to shell out hundreds and hundreds of dollars for tickets to the Broadway show in New York, or you'd have to shell out hundreds and hundreds of dollars to see it locally when it comes to tour. Uh, Not only that, but the one on tour doesn't have the most famous cast with Lin-Manuel Miranda and Leslie... Leslie Odom Jr. Odom Jr., yes. Uh, Christy and I saw him do a a solo show at the Stegerstrom once. Huh? Ooh. Ooh. Um, yeah. Uh, well, if you are one of those people who necess- can't necessarily, one, afford to see Hamilton, two, are disappointed that this quarantine has kept you from seeing Hamilton, or three, are curious about Hamilton, but maybe had never thought about uh, going actually going to see it, well, wait no longer because there's an in-your-home way of watching it coming soon. The filmed version of the Lin-Manuel Miranda Broadway hit musical will be available on July 3rd on Disney+, Plus, 16 months ahead of its original date of October 15th, 2021, when it was to be released theatrically. Miranda originally tweeted out in February that Disney had won the bidding war for the recording of the Broadway show to the tune of $75 million for the worldwide rights. 
This move comes after Disney CEO Bob Iger moved up the Michael Jordan doc, The Last Dance, which has turned out to be a ratings booster for ESPN. I saw numbers as high as like 6.8 million viewers uh, within the bubble of live and video on demand views. It is the thing that everyone is talking about constantly every week. It is the water cooler, proverbial water cooler talk around the virtual water cooler. Except for me, because when I watch it, I can't talk to nobody about it. And then we do this podcast (laughs) and we don't talk about it. Because we were going to discuss it at the end. I know. So I have all this. This Sunday, but we'll get to that. Yeah, I have all this stuff bottled up for next week's show. It's going to be great. Well, good thing when we get there, thoughts will just be about the doc. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Excited. Just wait. Anyway, so yeah, if you're not familiar, um, Hamilton won 11 Tony Awards in 2016 and had a total gross of $636 million since its opening in 2015. Right. And this recording um, of the Broadway show, which is a completed film, yeah. Um, features the original cast. Yes. So unlike the current Broadway touring show, you get the original stuff here. Yeah. From the comfort of your Disney Plus account. As much as I would like, I understand why Disney was shelving this. Disney mm-hmm. was waiting until they had an empty slot in a crucial holiday times like time period to put out something that they knew was going to be a huge success. This, though, is not necessarily a waste of that opportunity. This gives them a water cooler moment like you're talking about. This gives them a surefire way to get even more subscriptions to Disney Plus than are already there. This is a good hearts and minds move that really the only downside is is that they lose a November 2021 surefire hit. October. Or October, whatever it said. Um, they lose a temple by doing yes. that. But seeing as that's 2021 and no movies are being released this year, they have plenty already on hand to Everything easily place back. in there. Everything gets Every shifted. Time. Yeah. And so. I think there was something there must have been something in the contract that the film had to be released by next year. Yeah. And seeing as theaters might not be out by next year, this was the yeah. workaround. Also, I could imagine someone like Lin-Manuel, a known advocate for giving the fans what they want, I imagine he was probably in someone's ear at Disney being like, hey, I know it would be a really good move for you guys. This is my thing. I should be able to give you some input here. Right, well, he did. We went on Good Morning America and promoted it as coming on July 3rd, which also is July 4th weekend and big Uh, American Patriot holiday there. Yeah, it's smart. It's going to be a lot of people who have a three-day weekend that week. Even if you're working from home, three-day weekends still matter. I totally had a moment today where I realized that they exist. (laughs) Because I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how they had a day off. And I was like, day off? I haven't had a day off since November. And then I was like, oh, that's right. Three-day weekends will still happen. I will still (laughs) get a day off. There's no reason they can't give me Memorial Day. Right. I'll still have it off. We'll we'll have it off. Yeah, I I had no idea. Like, I was like, I hadn't thought about holidays being still a thing when I'm working from home. I thought I was stuck in this prison. Well, what are you going to do? (laughs) It's going to be the same thing. It's going to be like a Saturday. It's literally the only difference for me. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see where we're at by the time July 4th comes around. But at least for Memorial Day, 
this is just what I'm doing. <laughs> right, and that'll be interesting too, that since this comes out July 3rd, and if people should gather around July 4th, hey, let's watch Hamilton, or have you seen Hamilton? It's, it generates that water cooler Conversation moments. starter, for sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, that's exciting. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I have seen Hamilton. I know. Boo at the screen. Boo at your thing. Yeah, I realize that I am very oh. pri- privileged to have seen it. That being said, um, this is really cool, and I will definitely watch it again. Yeah, I believe my brother saw it and has been like nonstop playing it on yeah. Spotify, the soundtrack. Yeah. Also, it'll be really cool for someone who saw it, but saw it very far, like in a very high seat. Right. Auditorium. It'll be cool to see it up close and personal um, in a film version. Right. It'll be interesting because it's also a film version. So it's going to specifically focus either on certain actors or certain movements and not necessarily the entire play as plays don't stop (laughs) and don't have have camera angles. Right, and they have a really interesting approach to set design and lighting in that show, which mm-hmm. makes it really inter- like in, me interested in seeing how they translate that to a film version. All right, our second story, now for something completely different. Going for the opposite us, side of the world here. <laughs> takes us to, yes, takes us to uh, the country of Poland. And here we have our resident Polish person. No, we don't. No. We, we don't have Mark on retainer. We can't just wheel him out. No. <laughs> Unless you have some sort of streaming solution for that. Um, no, uh, Poland, though, is in the news this week because starting May 18th, they're getting back to business. Poland will allow film and TV production to open back up in their country. This is the latest European country to give the green light to the entertainment industry with safety precautions in place. Altogether, 182 productions were interrupted and can resume for Netflix, HBO, and Warner Brothers as a result of this. The Polish Film Institute said that going forward, quote, all team members work in masks. Exceptions include actors, of course, for reasons you might imagine, <laughs> and hairstylists. In it, it is reckon, it, in it is recommended... worded weirdly that they maintain distance from other members of the film crew so this is basically uh putting into action the thing that you were talking about uh about the directors coalition here in the united states we're talking about doing this is that in action so groups like that will be able to see uh whether or not it puts people in danger by watching the poland productions um the government is finalizing production safety guidelines, though, so everything is still in flux. Uh, so if I was calling the shots, I would not have it start at all if they're still having to take these safety precautions. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, I kind of went on my rant already about that a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. So I'm going to spare you guys that. But like I said, though, like you just mentioned, this will be a way for us to see if this could potentially actually be a solution. I don't think so. Uh, I had read a headline this morning saying that some countries which had eased restrictions went on lockdown again today after a resurgence. Um, So this could keep happening. So I don't know if this is necessarily what I would call safe, but we'll see. Right. Well, this is dealing with Poland, though, which has had fewer cases than most countries. It's also a smaller country. It's a smaller country in general. You're going to have a different percentage of cases yes because of that 
but this is some good news. Um, other yeah, we'll entertainment, as, they, as they're putting it, entertainment um, businesses include films or films, uh, cinemas, theaters being opened up in like Norway. And honestly, this does not surprise me, considering that Poland is an extremely and traditionally conservative country, which probably has a government which had its eyes on the economy and wondering when something as lucrative as the entertainment, the entertainment industry would open up again. Right. But this does give us something to look at and possibly compare against now. We will certainly see. We will see yep. what happens. Well, because right. either this story or the AMC uh, Amazon speculation, and we don't deal in speculations. Do not. Uh, so, movies, did you see any this week? Uh, nope, but I saw a lot of documentaries. <laughs> yeah, but were they made in 2020? Uh, no, they were 30 for 30s. No. <laughs> oh, you're in that hole. <laughs> oh, Guys, yeah. didn't end up put, pulling the trigger yet because I was like, it wasn't necessarily because I was like, oh, would I actually use this? It was instead the time question. Because mm-hmm. I'm already like, well, I work. And then when I'm off work, I'm on the phone or doing this podcast. Right. And the only time I really have time to watch anything is from like 8 to 10, right before I go to bed. And I should wait until I have more time. Is basically probably so. I'm not going to pull the trigger on that. Maybe later down the line when I have more time. But anyway, what you know with Animal Crossing? Yeah, Animal Crossing is something I can do while on the phone, though. That's (laughs) anyway. uh, So yeah, no, uh, I didn't watch any movies either. But speaking of sports, that's a perfect segue into television. Start with sports. You always start sports with the sports corner, sports television sports. Sports television corner sports. <laughs> All right, let's talk about sports. Uh, first up, I was wrong. I have to eat crow. UFC fights actually happened, um, though not without um, some potential uh, problems, <laughs> as one UFC fighter tested positive. Uh, yep. Uh, it was an undercard, though, so they didn't have to change any of the actual um, yeah. upper main pay-per-view fights. But that goes to show that still people are still testing positive for this. Yeah, it goes to show that you probably shouldn't have done this, but they did it anyways. The fights happened. So if you guys watched the fights, well, you watched a fight. Congratulations. No, we watched the fight. It happened. It happened. It was on. It was something sports-related. Yeah, so it was something sports-related to turn on, exactly. That wasn't Korean baseball. Yes, that wasn't Korean baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Which is still going on. Still happening. I still haven't checked out of the Korean baseball. <laughs> Again, it's that time question. Like, when do I have time to watch Korean baseball? Um, also in sports, uh, meanwhile, in other fighting news and wrestling news, um, you have something down here, and I only know it's wrestling related because you told me it was a couple weeks ago. Um, yes. Uh, money in the bank is what we're talking about here. Uh, that was... Yeah, Money in the Bank happened this past Sunday where they literally climbed the WWE corporate headquarters in Connecticut all the way up through the building to reach the top where there was a ring with ladders for Money in the Bank. Right. 
Um, but that wasn't the news. The news came out of um, who announced had an announcement to make. Uh, yeah. So uh, during Money in the Bank, they had one guy winner and one uh, girl wrestler winner. Uh, but for the girl wrestler, a male was, winner and a female winner, you could say. Yeah, the guy and the girl. <laughs> guy wrestler and a girl wrestler. So for the Bellas. Uh, for the diva wrestlers, um, well, I guess they're both divas. Anyway, anyways, the female, uh, the female winner. Yeah, it wasn't just for the right for the title; it was for literally the title. Yeah. As the current uh, title owner, uh, Becky the Man Lynch, was uh, announced that she was expecting with child. Oh, that's there. We go. That's the news. Yes. yes. So she had to walk away. Uh, from wrestling and had to give up the title in order to um, go be a mom. Or at least, you know, have her child. Yeah, yeah. But I'm pretty sure she'll be back because she is a popular character. Well, we'll certainly see. But yeah, that's why it says just as the man retires. Yeah, I was going to let you just take that one. In other sports, you've been hyping this for weeks, but we are almost there. NASCAR. Uh, I may have been hyping this, but we have actual hype here to hype NASCAR this weekend. All right, let's get some hype. Yeah, if you want the uh, only major professional sport back on TV, there are seven NASCAR races coming the next 10 days, starting on May 17th on uh, the Fox (laughs) family of networks. So tune in. (laughs) And uh, it's going to be a great time. Are you yeah. ready to boogity boogity? Not anymore. You're retired. So. <laughs> well, so there you go. You heard it for, straight from the uh, Fox the, 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 the NASCAR fan's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so racing. Uh, it has, it's happening. Yep. NASCAR returns this Sunday. And for the entire week, two weeks, they have scheduled out. So... Look for actual sport NASCAR races to return. Will we get the Roval? Not yet. Nah. Uh, That's not one of the states that have opened up. Yeah. Uh, so far, it's just going to be North Carolina track. Um, and then I think there's two tracks in North Carolina. That's where they're doing the racing. Okay. Good to know. All right. Speaking of sports, slowly returning. I want to get your source for this, and I will need more information. You have here that Major League Baseball is targeting July 4th to start their season. Yes, this was passed by the Owners Association and went to the players uh, in order for spring training to quote-unquote return and then lead into MLB preparing for the start being 4th of July weekend. Okay. And then from there, having a shortened season. This goes hand in hand with Florida opening up its training facilities to have professional sports, as well as Arizona recently opening up to have professional sports. Okay. So the training, that's a whole nother, <laughs> whole nother ball game. Yes. Um, but opening the season, so are they planning on having fanless games? Yes, they're planning on having fanless games. They're planning on opening the training facilities in Arizona for the Cactus League and then in Florida for the Grapefruit League, since that's where all spring training games take place. 
And since both Florida and Arizona have okayed professional entertainment or professional sporting events to happen, that that's where it will take place without fans, with skeleton broadcasting crews mm-hmm. starting July 4th. So wait, so, so you're saying basically they're going to ship off to training and stay there? Basically. All these teams will not be touring in the traditional way. Yes, uh, will this will eliminate all the travel. There. Yeah, this will eliminate yeah. the travel function and people getting on planes and everywhere. Wow, that is the most bizarre thing. Because, I mean, you have so many, so many games, so many matchups are so reliant on this specific ballpark is like this in a specific way. You have to kind of learn the nuances of that. All that goes out the window. Well, yeah. <laughs> but you're playing within like the same, like 16 teams as well. Yeah, I know, but you, you still... You'll have one winner from the Cactus League, one winner from the Grapefruit League, and then they'll just play against each other for the World Series. That's weird, though, right? Like, Well, yeah, because normally you go through all 32 teams at some point. Yeah, it's just... Most of the time. To me, it's almost... The, the question is, is this worth it to call it a real season? Oh, no. Any type of season that will happen will have an asterisk to it. Yeah. It's like when uh, currently the NBA is talking about trying to um, go to Las Vegas and have and have a 32-team seeded March Madness-style bracket with every team. Yeah. Play one game. They see them as their current record stand. And then from the one game they play, they'll narrow down to an NBA Finals uh, over the course of like two weekends. It's just so bizarre. It's like such a weird like workaround <laughs> that they've all this figuring out they've had to do. It's like, how can we do it? How can we get it? And how is TV going to work? Are they going to have production teams out there? Do they have to resell TV deals to the studios now? Like to the networks, like because all those old deals were so predicated on location. Well, they're predicated probably on teams now. Y- yeah, so like, since locations are out of the, out of the, there's no location, there's no um, fans. It's basically the team market. So, do you have a dedicated production team that's there that'll just do all of it, and then it's just broadcasting rights? Or do you see these individual networks sending teams out there? Does MLB Network send a team out there? Uh, I'm, that's an interesting nope. question. I don't, I don't know. know. I think it would just be MLB like sending their teams out there. But then, yeah, then you have to think just, about all 32 teams. Individually and they just have broadcast. a package, and then, yeah, and then the networks just all take it, and all looks the same. Well, you know, you can have the game without them being there broadcasting it. I know they can, they can people, comment at home. No, I realize that, but it just wouldn't be the same. You can, it just wouldn't work. I don't think you well, get. You're not going to get player player interviews with the no. You're not reporter. No, no, you're not. It's going to be weird, and yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of the logistics because that's one of the biggest reasons is to get programming back. And so, and advertise, because advertisers have been waiting, right? Mm-hmm. Been waiting for things to buy time for. Right, buy time slots. So that's a big part of this. And so, like, that's, that's where my mind goes, is, like, how are they going to figure out the broadcasting things? Also, because I want to watch the baseball, 
and finally I might get to. So yeah, there's always Korean baseball. There's always Korean baseball. <laughs> All right. And the last story is something you kind of obliquely mentioned a moment ago, which is Arizona says, okay, it's sports again this week. So Right, and that's why the MLB thing is kind of hinging right now because it went through the owners, they approved it, now it's going to the players to approve it, yeah. to go back to the owners so and see. basically say, MLB, this is our solution to this. Do you yeah. accept? So we'll probably get full conf- confirmation. You accept this baseball diamond. <laughs> yes, exactly. So yeah, we'll get full confirmation of this and maybe more maybe next week. Probably in two weeks, two I want to say. Yeah. See how the NASCAR goes, see how UFC, if anyone tests out of that. Yeah. It's just a lot then, of big question marks. And then slowly open it back up. So yeah. But we'll, they MLB has sent out the word to tell their teams to tell their players. Ready. Get ready for the return of baseball. Get on a plane to Arizona. Yep. Or Florida. All right. Well, that'll be interesting to see. We'll keep our eyes out on that. But for now, let's do a little pivot. And let's pivot to television news proper. We do have a couple of bangers this week. First story I am very excited about. I know you are. That's why I put it here. Yeah, this shocked me. I didn't see any of this. No Um, one saw this coming. So let's stop beating around the bush and tell everyone. So the news is from Viacom CBS, the newly merged giganto, gigantic company that is both Viacom and CBS, as the name might imply. Uh, the newly merged company has made a new deal for streaming network YouTube TV. Their networks, including Nickelodeon, MTV, Comedy Central, BET, CMT, the Paramount Network, TV Land, and VH1, are all making their way to YouTube TV this summer. This multi-year deal also includes already existing uh, CBS networks that were already on the, cha- on the network, including CBS Broadcast Stations, CBS Sports Network, Pop TV, Smithsonian Channel, The CW, and, of course, Showtime for a premium, uh, as part of the extended distribution agreement. The increase in channels could, though, mean an increase in price, as last time YouTube TV had a big addition of uh, channels, the Turner Networks, there was a $5 price hike, and then another $10 price hike when they added uh, the Discovery channels, um, including, the, you know, all the whole un- umbrella, which includes travel, discovery, food, etc. Um, so currently, YouTube TV is for forty nine ninety nine a month. Uh, but yeah, this this uh, summer when these Viacom channels are added, we could see an increase to fifty five. I could definitely see an increase to fifty five. But these are also eight really good. Yeah, honestly, I'd pay, I'd pay an extra five dollars for these. For now, month. would you pay an extra ten dollars? Potentially, it would depend. Um, on what they ultimately come to conclusion with the sports networks, with the Fox Sports stuff they were having negotiations mm-hmm. with. That's now, of course, at a standstill now that there's no sports for those networks to show. But if, for example, this baseball thing happens, that would get those networks potentially with programming again, give them bargaining power against YouTube again, and then those talks would resume. And my guess would be is that YouTube would have a harder time. Uh, or not. Who knows? So we'll see. Uh, my money basically is riding on the decision that they come to with Fox Sports. 
I say the decision rides on how many of these networks. Like, do you just get these eight, yeah. or do you get Nick Jr. with it? Do you get Noggin? Do you get MTV2, MTV3, VH1, two? <laughs> I bet you don't get the ones nobody cares about, if that's what you're saying. <laughs> I'm saying that there are other channels. No, the ones you get are the ones that they listed for this article. Those are the only ones anybody cares about. You're not going to see the deep catalog premium cable stuff because they know that there's not enough interest there. Yeah, but it makes it available. Who knows? I mean, that would be a reason to charge extra for people who don't use it. Or you do the thing that the other uh, streaming networks do and introduce the tiered system. Uh, It's an option. I, I hope they don't because that's one of the things that's appealing about YouTube TV. It's, it's a flat rate, but there's other ones out there being, being like, right. hey, yeah, pay another $10 like View used to be, PlayStation View, which is pay another $10 and you get all these family channels. Pay another $10, you get all the sports channels. It, they could do that. But, right. That's, and that's why I was going to bring up the PlayStation View tiered bundles. Yeah, they may do that. But we'll keep an eye on that. I will let you know because I am a YouTube TV uh, user, so I will see this as soon as it happens. Yeah. Moving on, speaking of Fox, let's talk about Fox, then TV network real quick. They have announcements for their 2020-2021 lineup. And with it, orders for just only three new shows. Probably production issues being part of that. Mm-hmm. Call Me Cat, a show starring Mayim Bialik, um, that uh, her of, of course, Blossom fame, but also, let's be real, Big Bang Theory, which most people know her from now. Um, and showing my age, mentioning Blossom. Yes, the fact that you went to Blossom first. <laughs> <laughs> when I think of her, I think of Blossom. I'm sorry. Because um, I'm 30. Um, <laughs> animated series The Great North and Housebroken, which have been previously announced. Um, so those are the three. Fox will also air new sh- two new shows previously ordered for last season, the 2019-2020 season, Filthy Rich and Next, uh, which will debut in the fall alongso- alongside several reality shows already in the can. Fox will also air the first season of LA's Finest, which was previously a Spectrum Cable exclusive. Yes, this is a Jessica Alba vehicle Yeah, on Spectrum Cable. Fox shows that have not been renewed, again, production issues probably got in the way, include, I lost my train, uh, place there. Oh, Lego Masters, Last Man Standing, Outmatched, Prodigal Son, and The Resident. They haven't been explicitly canceled, but of course, as always, emissions are never a good sign. Although I would put an asterisk there that the additional problem of there not being any production for several months probably put the kibosh on a lot of these shows, especially shows like Lego Masters, which probably when it would have been time to shoot another season mm-hmm. was immediately when everybody couldn't. Right. So, but that's also something that they could probably shoot over the course of two weeks. Yeah. And have a full season. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, that does it for television news. We watched some television uh, this week, but before we talk about this week, we have an apology for last week. We, there was something we both watched that we shouldn't have talked about, which totally just slipped our minds. And honestly, I know why. <laughs> this one goes on me. Well, one, it premiered on Thursday, and we had a whole week to stew on it. Yeah, we did. But also, yeah, I didn't put it Almost in Almost something that happened two weeks ago. 
Yeah, I didn't put it in the notes, so I it's that's why I slipped through the cracks. But yes, it's something we talked about uh, briefly when it got announced. I think. Yeah, we talked about it literally the day before. Yeah. And I forgot to talk about the after. So NBC had a uh, from home special uh, that reunited the cast of Parks and Recreation, and we watched it. We enjoyed it i don't know what were your thoughts about this uh this felt like a spec script that someone wrote (laughs) with quarantine in mind (laughs) because it had all your favorite hits in it It felt like fan fiction it did all your favorite hits it had mislabeling jerry's name it had little sebastian johnny karate um even some lesser knowns like um Per happily, mm-hmm. uh, Jane. Yep, it had uh, Adam Scott's character uh, going through a depression and um, Re- revisiting Cones of Dunshire. Yeah, getting into Cones of Dunshire. <laughs> all the hits. Yep, all the hits. Everything all your favorites. DJ Roomba showed up. Yep. <laughs> so, what do you think about the the show? Like, ultimately, uh, I thought it was a rocky start. I understood where it was going. I mean, really rock star. I understood where it was going. Like, oh, let's just popcorn through everyone. Bounce, 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 bounce. And then it was like, hey, big happy ending. But at the same time, it did its job. It was like, oh, yeah, Parks and Rec was funny. Mm-hmm. And then that's because, like, all these characters are funny. Yeah. And it's definitely in the writing. I mean, that's the heart and soul of that show. Yeah. And... I'd say that even like with these constrained conditions, they still pulled off a well done production of it. Okay. Like I wouldn't say I necessarily liked it. Yeah. So I think that's where you are you are you're going. Well the positives, I'll I'll say the positives first. Yeah, I think that it's neat that they were able to do it. I think the um a lot of the gags were great. Um uh, I thought that yeah, it was cool to see all of those characters in the same place again. Uh, maybe not Aziz and Sorry, but that's a whole other can of worms. Uh, anyway, um, there's a whole, there's a conversation I think to be had about whether we should do shows, scripted shows like this. And what this proved is, yeah, you can. But to take it to the negative side real quick, I don't think you should. Well, <laughs> SNL at Home, which isn't in our thoughts, but no, has been doing these SNL skits at home for the past three weeks now, I believe. And yeah, some work like when it's just them, but then some don't when you have to do the four mm-hmm. Zoom call things. Yeah, so so here here's how I felt about it. I felt like somebody is going to watch this thing and get an idea of you could do a whole show like this, and we need to stop that person before they go too far. Because, yeah, it works, but yeah, you're right. There's like a disconnect. There's something that's just quite not the same about it. And the whole thing just felt awkward to me. I felt like, again, the gags were good, but they didn't have a story, really. And so what the story amounted to was basically this loose moral about like, oh, we need our friends now more than ever. And like, it just felt really disjointed. And Mm -hmm. they tried to bring all the characters in the same plot and they really couldn't 
and the the times where it worked the best were when they had just were like the fake ads and stuff like when they had like you're saying kind of like the snl style like we're just going to do a skit with one person Mm -hmm. that's when it worked the best as soon as it became we have to write around the fact that characters that in fiction live together do not live together in real life yes it just felt sloppy and clumsy and just like all over the place so yeah i don't know i got a weird feeling from him i was like this is just awkward it was just awkward and it's it's i think it's that you can't like in a live action especially in a comedy setting have those spontaneous reaction moments those riff those off the cuff stuff you yeah. know the the part where they have fun with each other and not i'm in front of a camera reading lines yeah directly into a camera not to a person per se yeah and i can understand how that's really hard to write for as well oh, yeah. probably why it felt weird uh, but yeah ultimately my my takeaway again is that somebody is going to get the wrong idea from this thing that that you can do a remote sitcom and I really, really hope that nobody gets to make it. Right. If you want to watch a, a good movie that has that concept of a man in front of a computer, uh, Searching, starring John Cho, came out about two years ago, I think. Yeah. But it's probably streaming somewhere right now. But that is a really well-done version of, or rather dramatic version of what they were accomplishing. Yeah. Anyway, well... Now that we got that out of the way, we can talk about stuff you watched this week. Yes. So uh, this week was the finale of 911. Yes. So I've been watching. Um, this show ended clearly production before uh, all this happened because yeah. at the very end of the season, they had one of their characters uh, graduate from high school. That's 2020. <laughs> And they had a big party, and just com- they had to com- just like we're airing this thing, and this- completely glossing over the fact that this is yep, this can't happen. <laughs> this can't like actually happen right now. But hey, this is not not in this world of nine one one. Yeah, and their fiction and this never happen. <laughs> right. I think what they'll do is that they'll just push it to the summer. Yeah. Like, when it does come back, see like oh, like well, even though this technically takes place in L.A. <laughs> It's just not going to be happening in their universe, in universe. Yeah, which is okay. It's okay. It's fine. It's a TV show. It's like, it's, it's the feeling I get whenever I see somebody whose uh, Animal Crossing character is wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, Animal Crossing. Coronavirus never happened in Animal Crossing. <laughs> it didn't happen. It's, it's, right. it's an alternate universe. Yes. But this season was really interesting because it kind of did this it's doing this weird thing where it's going to set up a transition for next season where some characters won't return after next season they had some like fake deaths uh they had a whole cancer thing they had a thing where oh i'm going to like try and be a doctor now like oh i i need to really find like my purpose am i really happy doing this and so i feel like the cast is going to go through a second change much like it did from first season to second season and then from second to second to third, there wasn't a whole lot of change. But going from third or from third to fourth, they're setting up changes. So either should it be renewed or should it not be renewed? They at least have some resolution for the characters That's at the end of next season, uh, season four. Yeah. 
Good to know. Uh, but there, that's not all I watched. Has the second half of Rick and Morty return? Right, season four. It's still a thing. Yep, I think they're <laughs> two episodes in now. Yeah, it's still a thing. It's still Rick and Morty. Yeah, it is what it is. Yep, it is what it is. Uh, but the show I'm really gearing up to talk about here okay. is a new cooking show uh, premiering on the Food Network. Oh, starring it, your wife. But yeah, not starring your wife. my wife. <laughs> Amy Schumer learns to cook. So not, your, not actually your wife. Yeah. But it's weird you say that because the husband is very much like me. <laughs> like, you would watch this show and swear it is just our life. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, uh, Amy Schumer married a world-class chef, and mm-hmm. seeing as they're both stuck at home, hey, <laughs> they some, someone pitched this idea of Amy Schumer learning to cook. Um, she's not really much of a chef, but she married a chef, <laughs> and they just had a baby. And so, hey, they're got this deal somehow uh but it is a funny funny show it really shows the humor that amy schumer has Mm -hmm. unlike i mean unlike the scripted stuff that she's been doing lately Mm -hmm. uh, also not train wreck the one after that snatched oh yeah that kind of bombed uh yeah but this is more like the inside amy schumer stuff where she just riffs constantly and because she's feels really comfortable in his kitchen. I assume it's his kitchen, not her kitchen, <laughs> <laughs> since he's the chef. Uh, but because she's like comfortable at home, they just let it rip on like all the like dirty jokes, bad jokes, uh, the side jokes, the dad jokes, just every <laughs> everything. It is a constant, funny, funny show yeah. that they put together. Um, all the cameras are remote cameras, except for one, which is a nanny cam. <laughs> that is not a pun on anything. They actually have a nanny yeah. with an extra camera right. who films them sometimes when she's not taking care of the baby. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and they like make yeah, they make references to it too. And like, oh, like, well, we'll just take the camera and shoot some stuff and yeah. They put a show together and it's pretty hilarious uh after like i think 10 minutes in we just decided to just record series yeah we were already like laughing so much at it but yeah it's a fun show you should definitely check it out you're gonna laugh that it's just like our life yeah 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 i was i saw an ad for it and i was like you know what i should check that out but yeah i think i was watching it with somebody who was like oh amy schumer and so i was like oh you know people don't like her but i don't mind her no. I'm interested in seeing that. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it. It was really funny. I was doing my news story for it, and I couldn't do my news because I kept laughing at the show. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, right. for the lack of production in it, it feels like really homey. And the, um, I wish I could remember his name, but I can't. Yeah. But the guy only uses like five ingredients that you would have in your fridge. Yeah. To make some meals. That's it's cool. Pretty fun. It's not like, you know, Rachel Ray where she's like, oh, you need this, 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 these 10 items. 
make a 30 minute meal. It's like, okay, here's five items you probably have in your fridge because that's all we can get right now. Yeah. And let's uh, fancy it up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that sounds cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's a fun show. Definitely looking forward to watching more Amy Schumer learns to cook. Cool. All right. Anything else before we can move on? Cause I didn't watch any TV, new TV. Yeah. Um, no, but this week, upcoming week is the final part of the last dance. So we yes. will have all our thoughts on it yes. next week. Next week. Next week. Um, oh, with Money in the Bank um, wrestling, back to WWE real quick. They are doing something similar to The Last Dance called The Last Ride. Okay. Starring The Undertaker. <laughs> and it follows him from uh, 2017 to current. And so we're going to keep WWE network pass to watch that <laughs> that's exactly what they were trying to do it worked but it, it's only ten dollars a month yeah to keep it you know for that um, bad, yeah those are going to start airing every week now okay the next one's on yeah next one's on sunday so we'll be watching that and that will be our new sunday watch thing <laughs> you're not going to watch the next espn one? Oh no we will Okay. Cool. Those will be recorded. <laughs> the, All right, then. Well, let's move on. Lance Armstrong, I think, is the yeah. first one. Lance. Not, yeah. as, not as excited for that one. No. I'll probably still watch. Yep. <laughs> anyway, let's move on from television into cancellations and renewals. All right. What am I no longer watching? I'll tell you what you're no longer watching, but here's a few things that you will still be watching. Afterlife. After Life has been renewed at Netflix for a third season. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, CBS has canceled Broke after one season. Not to be confused with Two Broke Girls, which was already canceled. <laughs> yeah, no, Broke is something else. Oh, there's an Amber alert. Oh, no, someone find Live. Amber. Live. Someone uh, find her. Green, to ha- green Honda Civic. Okay, if you are currently driving a green Honda Civic, one, thank you for listening to us. Two, pull over. (laughs) Pull over and be arrested because you're terrible. All right, I'm closing that. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, Carol's second act canceled after one season on CBS. Yeah, I saw that coming. I saw that coming. Uh, Tommy, a show named Tommy, Canceled after one season on CBS. That's the Evie Falco, I'm a cop commissioner yeah. show. Man with a Plan, also on CBS. Matt LeBlanc with another canceled show. Canceled after four seasons. The Masked Singer on Fox. Renewed for a fourth season. <laughs> um, that finale is coming up, I think, in two weeks. But there are, are talking about moving up season four to be a fall premiere. Yeah. Because everyone's in masks and covered up. So, hey, they can do it. Just not live voting, though. Yeah, no live voting. <laughs> uh, Bob's Burgers, Fox is bringing back for an 11th season. Just keeps rolling. Hey, more burgers. Keep on well, flipping. Because now the network owns the animation studio, so they can just keep them cranking them out forever. Yep. Uh, Nightfall. Canceled after two seasons on History Channel. Upload, which we talked about last week, renewed for a second season on Prime Video. All right. Looking forward to that. Dave, renewed for a second season on FXX. You have no idea what that is, do you? 
No, it's about that rapper dude. Yep. Yeah. Little Dicky. Yeah, little Dicky. Tell me a story. Cancelled after two seasons on CBS All Access. Has that been around? Uh, has CBS All Access been around long enough to have two seasons of anything? Yes, yes, it has. <laughs> Alternatino with Arturo Castro. Uh, that's for second season, but moves from Comedy Central to everybody's favorite uh, phone app, Quibi. Yeah, who knows if it'll still be around for that. Oh man, I wish, we don't really have a place for the Quibi story here, but I feel like if we did though, it would have been a really good story to talk about this week. Apparently Quibi is like losing money like crazy because Mm -hmm. nobody cares. Yep, nobody cares. Uh, But that being said, they are airing a lot of commercials for the, was it the Donald Sterling thing? Black, called Blacklisted on Quibi? Yeah. But that's it's stuff on there, but yeah, you still gotta download it though. <laughs> yeah, Room 104 will have a final season on HBO, it's fourth and final season. Mm-hmm. The Oval on BET will get a second season, and lastly, on a uh, BET, I should say, and lastly, Sistas that's how it's written. I'm not trying to do a voice here. Uh, we'll get a second season on BET as well. Uh, both of those are Tyler Perry productions. That checks out. Um, I only saw The Oval, or an ad for The Oval, which is about the first female black president. Ah, okay. Neat. That's why it's The Oval. That makes sense. All right, let's go from cancellations and renewals into death's rough week for big celebrity deaths this oh, week. Yeah, it was. Oh, man. We start with Carolyn Rady, age 71, a publisher and former CEO of Simon & Schuster. I believe it's former and not current. Yeah, I'm guessing. It it just said CEO, so. Next up, Leslie A. Pope, age 65, a set decorator. Worked on films such as Seabiscuit, Django Unchained, Avengers Endgame, and Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, just look at those directors attached to those films, and that is quite a storied career. We have Martin Pascoe, age 65, a comic book writer, uh, uh, wrote some Superman comics, and also a screenwriter of uh, the Batman animated series film Mask of the Phantasm. One of the better Batman films ever made. People love that thing. Uh, Roy Horn. If that sounds familiar, it's because, of course, he's the Roy of Siegfried and Roy. Died at age 75. Not from a tiger. Not from a tiger. No, not this time. Andre Harrell, or Harrell, not sure. Age 59, a record producer and founder of Uptown Records. Then our last two are the big ones this week. Uh, Jerry Stiller. Age 92, of course, famous comedian actor, also father of Ben Stiller, mm-hmm. uh, famous for, of course, recurring role in Seinfeld, uh, but also in Zoolander, and of course being part of the comedy duo Stiller and Mira, way, way back in the 50s. Way back then, but yeah, that was a big loss. Um, one of my uncles, um, every day this week, has posted a different uh, Jerry Stiller gif. Aww. That's yeah, so he got hit hard from it, but yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely a, a tough one for fans of comedy. I mean, he's been 
He was one of the one of the originals. I mean, he was early on TV at variety mm-hmm. shows doing comedy routines. So just been a constant throughout throughout the life of TV. And yeah, he'll definitely be missed. All right, then our last death, which will pivot us to music here. Little Richard, age 87. Of course, a Hall of Famer, uh, famous for huge rock and roll hits from the 50s. Tutti Frutti, Lucille, Long Tall Sally. Made an enormous impact on rock and roll as we know it today. Influenced generations of artists. If you Mm -hmm. ask a lot of prominent artists who the best of all time was, Little Richard comes up a lot. He definitely uh, yep. Little Richard was huge in turning rock and roll mainstream and to what it was. Just, yeah, at the time. Yeah, turning it. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, his sound, his style, his flamboyancy. It's yeah. all of it. All of it. He was a showman. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Yep. All right. Let's pivot. it. That's it for deaths, which means we talk about music now and i hand this over to you all right we'll take music we go straight into the billboard because we always start music with the billboard we'll start the billboards with the hot 100 your singles chart and first up we have say so by doja cat but it's really Nicki minaj so a note about this song so this was number five last week if you recall and last week billboard did not credit the featuring artist this week we have not one, but two songs in the top five that are returning from last week that now have credited featuring artists. This is important because if you are not credited, you do not get the credit for it, right? So well, that's also because these were remixed with them. So that's yeah. why they're two different, technically two different songs. But not really. Yeah. It's they're, the Lil Nas X thing where... It's the same song with no, it's Billy not, Ray though. Cyrus. That's the difference. Is that that was different. This is a different scenario. These are not remixes. These are the same exact song. No, no, these are remixes. They just didn't credit the featuring artist. I read an article about this. They were talking about apparently Billboard was under fire last week for not including Beyonce on the um, the uh, Megan Thee Stallion song. It had mm. Beyonce on it the whole time. Ah. Oh. These are not remixes. Drama. They're finally crediting. So there's two. Also, uh, a note about uh, Say So being number one. This is the first time that two female rappers have been number one on the Billboard charts. This is also Nicki Minaj's first number one in a long, long time. (laughs) Well, I believe that one, but what? I don't believe the first one that two female rappers. They've top never of the been, chart? Yeah, never been on the top of the chart together in one song. Mm. That's the thing, is that there has been a female rapper on top, of course. Nicki Minaj, I think, hit number one with Super Bass way back when. Right. Um, but I don't think... Uh, the, the, there was a headline that said that this is the first time that two female rappers have been in the same song. Okay, because one of that Iggy Azalea bang bang thing was number one. I don't think it ever hit number one. Huh, interesting. Also, there's only technically, well, that's tech. That's a technical weird one because is Iggy Azalea a rapper? <laughs> yeah, I guess there's your, there's your qualifier. Anyway, all right, let's continue with the top five. All right, uh, speaking of, as you mentioned, number two, Savage featuring 
Megan Three Stallion featuring Beyonce. Right. Uh, number three, Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Number four, Toosie Slide by Drake. And number five, The Box by Roddy Rich. Yep. Uh, now we go to the Billboard 200, your albums chart. Oh, also That's- real quick, uh, a note, uh, a sneaky kind of note that I didn't see until right before we recorded. Uh, Say So also marks the uh, return of the much derided Dr. Luke to the top number one of the, the Billboard chart. He produced Say So. Pardon me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was not happy to see that either. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the much happier chart, which is our album's chart. Yeah, our album's chart, because I called it... Well, I don't know if I called it on the podcast. This but actually was a huge surprise. We, uh, we talked about it last week. Here and Now by Kenny Chesney, your number one album. Yeah. Um, both a surprise and yet not a surprise, because country is huge, and Kenny Chesney basically conquers all of that. Uh, interesting to see if he... Has if he stays in the top five next week though? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but number two, Dark Lane, Dark Lane Tempo Tapes by Drake, and I think that pisses Drake off that he's not number one. Yes, in fact, this ends a streak for Drake of number one re- records. This is a combo breaker. Combo breaker. So yeah, he's probably not thrilled. I mean, who was having a, who had a bigger tantrum, Drake? Or DJ Khaled. Or DJ Khaled. <laughs> Khaled, most definitely. <laughs> Drake doesn't have like a tirade. Drake probably is sitting in his freaking mansion, like staring at a glass of whiskey and texting an underage girl. That's how he's probably taking all this. Probably on WhatsApp or whatever they're yeah. on now. Yeah, he's on WhatsApp. Doing a TikTok, TikTok. video. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, we are old. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number three, My Turn by Lil Baby. Yep. Number four, Blame It On Baby by The Baby. <laughs> and number five, Eternal A Take by Lil Uzi Vert. Which will never go away. Nope, never goes away. All right. But what am I listening to this week? Uh, new releases. I don't know what you're listening to this week, but here are your new releases. All right. We have... Like a House on Fire by Asking Alexandra. That is the name I had thought her in a long time. Asking Alexandria? Or wait, is it? Exactly? It's Asking Alexandra. Okay. Yeah. That is a rock band I have not heard in at least yeah. 10 years, I think. Yeah. Uh, we also have Bon Jovi 2020 by, yes, that Bon Jovi. <laughs> uh, we also have How I'm Feeling Now. By Charlie XCX. Yes, that Charlie XCX has yeah. a new album out. This was actually delayed. This was supposed to be out a couple weeks ago. This was her. This is her quarantine record. This is basically stuff she made, record, and has put out during this lockdown. So in the past three months. Yeah. Roughly, give or take. Uh, we also have Reunions by Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit. Uh, ooh, ah. Hope, ah, yeah. Hopefully, that all four hundred of them can socially distance themselves <laughs> safely. Yes, just a Zoom uh, call with three hundred ninety-nine little boxes. <laughs> we also have "Sorceress" by Jess Williamson. I'll check this out. Uh, "The Mosaic of Transformation" by Caitlin Arella. 
Smith. Yep. Okay. Uh, we also have Indistinct Conversations by Land of Talk. We'll also be listening to this. That feels like some oxymoron shit going on right there. <laughs> uh, we also have some quickies. I'm sorry. The name is just Quickies by <laughs> Magnetic Fields. Yeah, that's some quickies. Yeah. Uh, Gray by Moses Sumney. Set My Heart by Perfume Genius. And lastly, A Steady Drip, Drip, Drip. <laughs> By Sparks. <laughs> All right. Right. So you're listening to a couple of these then? Yeah, I'll listen to a couple of these. All right. Your turn for some thoughts. <laughs> first, some news, music news. Uh, Taylor Swift is in the music news. Yes. As she only got one full headlining show in to promote her Lover album before, you know, this pandemic came down, causing all the stadium shows that she had planned for this year to be pushed to at least 2021. We'll never know what friends she would have invited to Loverfest. Loverfest East or Loverfest West? West. Well, fortunately for fans, that lone gig was filmed for posterity. And guess who picked it up? Let me guess. The Disney-affiliated network ABC? Yes, Disney Affiliated Network, or, you know, Disney with all its money. Uh, ABC will air portions of it this month as an hour-long special. Um, quote, uh, as it's titled, Taylor Swift City of Lover Concert will air this upcoming weekend on May 17th. That's Sunday. At Sunday at 10 p.m. Eastern Pacific Time. That's late. That is a late show. Well, <laughs> I mean, it goes right into the news, I guess. Well, no, there's a reason why it's late, but that's later in the story. Keep All right. Well, um, yeah, it was shot on, in September 9th, 2019 at L'Olympia Theater in Paris, mm-hmm. a historic hall with a capacity of about 2,000 people. Uh, the show was billed as a chance for contest winners from 37 countries to be flown in to see Swift and other live performers or another live premieres premieres. of songs from the Lever album, which at the time was only two weeks old. The special will immediately follow the season finale of American Idol and be made available the following day on demand on Disney Plus and Hulu. I'll probably just watch this on Disney Plus. That's why it's super late, is because it follows the the finale of American Idol. So you can listen to someone sing at home for your votes and then listen to an actual singer. (laughs) Which I guess this is their way of getting around, well, usually we have a big production show uh, bringing a bunch of people to sing their songs. And we got nobody, yeah. Yeah. Now, this is incredibly smart because I think that um, it's a one-two punch, right? It gives them a, a big event thing to show on network TV. And then it gives Disney Plus a Taylor Swift concert that they can just have in perpetuity forever. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's also a good reason to drive people back to Disney Plus and then also back to Hulu because I'm sure they want all those streaming numbers. Yeah. Uh, I, seeing as this is a concert that premieres after American Idol, doesn't give me any incentive to watch American Idol, though. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, I was thinking that, too. It's like, 
that's weird, right? Like, it's like, oh, well, put it at like 10 o'clock at night where nobody's going to care. Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah. I'll watch it. I mean, I'll watch it later on Disney+. Plus. I'll probably watch it live. <laughs> I'll watch it live. That's, uh, wait, no, that's during, oh, shit, no, I can't. I can't watch I, that and The Last Dance at the same time. You can. Well, Last Dance is on at 7. 7? Yeah. What? Last Dance is on at uh, 6 o'clock and 7 o'clock. I've been watching what? it at 9 and 10. Oh. I thought that was live. No. <laughs> You're telling me I could have been watching at 7 o'clock? Well, what's your ESPN? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they reshow them then. Yeah, probably. Well, poop. <laughs> well, now I know. That's why, why when you're texting me that late, that's why I don't respond. Yeah, that's what I was. I've like, already seen it. Yeah, <laughs> you text me like, you. oh, you must. You're you're behind by like two hours for some reason. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Anyways, this whole time I just thought it was at nine o'clock. Anyway, uh, but yeah. Anyways, uh, but, smart on Taylor Swift to have this recorded. Yeah, smart. Who knew? All right. I mean, but, I'm, sure uh, they, I'm sure they probably record it for like playback purposes and to like retune the show. Like, okay, this worked. We can change this up here. Yeah. Like, you know, playback or was it film? What, what am I thinking of here? Game footage, game film to review. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. All right. Uh, our second music story. Has to deal with the state of Arkansas. Yeah. Yep. As the Arkansas governor, Asa Hutchinson, doubled down on the state's plan to block a socially distanced, reduced capacity, Travis McCready. Really? Yes. Okay. Travis McCready concert <laughs> planned for Friday, saying that law enforcement would be utilized if necessary. The state issued a cease and desist order against the event on Tuesday. The show, which is scheduled to take place at the Temple Live venue in Fort Smith, was trumpeted as an experiment in reopening the concert industry by stock analysis ahead of Live Nation's quarterly earnings last week. (laughs) Although the event is not promoted or produced by the company. Uh, Told by a reporter that promotes that promoters have not agreed to move the concert per interviews with news outlets on Tuesday. The governor replied, quote, I'm not aware of that information. We issued a cease and desist order and we expect the law to be complied with. Any attempt to go ahead with the concert would be disappointing and obviously would encounter some consequences if that's the direction that they pursue. So did you see any of uh, the talk about this thing? No, but it's weird that Travis McCready wants an actual concert on it. So, yeah. So, yeah, so here's what basically the timeline of this was. So when this, when this news came out, they were basically like, okay, we figured it out. This is how we do a concert right now. Mm-hmm. And so the idea was that they were going to have something called fan pods that you could spend an exorbitant amount of money to get that isolated you from other people in the audience. And a whole collection of these would have made it so you could actually attend a live concert. So needless to say, that's a stupid idea. (laughs) And uh, even if you're taking like these precautions, still not going to keep people from being in danger. So the literal 
Arkansas government had to get involved to basically stop this from happening. I, it's just weird. It's just all mm-hmm. weird. I mean, how to do a concert mm-hmm. like that. I mean, I would... But the craziest <laughs> thing, and what I didn't know until I pulled the story, was that Live Nation, even though they had nothing to do with planning this thing, mm-hmm. their, their people, their analysts, were basically looking at this and being like, hey, they're onto something. If this works, we could totally do this. Well, it's just like the MLB taking a look at NASCAR saying, hey, if yeah. this works, we can do it. Yeah, just put every baseball player in a car, play <laughs> baseball inside of cars, and then everyone has to wear gloves and long sleeves. <laughs> you imagine in the hot playing, Arizona desert. <laughs> you imagine playing baseball in cars. And if you're in the White Sox, you have to wear your black uniforms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, no, like I just, I just thought this whole thing, this whole thing is just fascinating drama. And it just goes to show you how the, the crazy lengths that concert promoters are going to try to make any sort of money right now. I mean, you just have like, here's your box you can dance in with your friends that you all pay for. So if you get it, it's on you. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, no, this is an insurance nightmare. <laughs> well, yeah, all you have to do is get some idiot to jump it to a yeah. different one. Yeah. It's like, hey, hot girl, come here. Like literally invading your bubble. And I don't mean that figuratively. Your actual fan bubble that you paid hundreds of dollars for. Right. How, how do you listen to music? Just like headphones or just like open top bubble? Is it like a drive-in? I mean, I saw some link thing talking about like drive-in concerts and how that could be a thing. And I'm like, yeah. maybe. Maybe. I don't know. You, like you tune in on the radio to <laughs> listen to the concert? But yeah, it was it was fascinating. This whole thing, it was just ridiculous. So yeah, it was definitely something I wanted to talk about. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's weird. Weird. Or is that that was that thing? That is weird. We live in weird times. We do live in weird times. Anyway, speaking of weird things, we have some thoughts. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we're on the same page about this one. I listened to the same thing you did this week. All right. So we both listened to Pedal for Armor by Haley Williams. We sure did. Uh, is this what you expected? So, yes. And the reason why I say that is because of two reasons. One, I listened to the singles. She has been releasing nonstop. Almost every song of this record came out in some form before this thing released. So I had an idea from the singles about what kind of thing this would sound like. The second thing, the second reason why I more or less knew what this was going to be is because of all the interviews that she's done surrounding this which basically said that she was taking a more singer-songwriter-y approach and that she had gone through some intense therapy sessions while writing this record and that it was a product of that. Okay, having heard that, that makes a lot more sense for this album now. Doesn't it? Because coming coming after, after Laughter, the last Paramore record, you would put this on and be like, well, I guess a couple of these songs sound like they would fit there, but none of the rest of these do. And that was my mindset listening to yeah. this thing of, yes. huh, this is not what I expected. No. I'm not against it, but at the same time, my ears are being confused. Because yeah. this is supposed to be Haley Williams, right? Haley Williams of Paramore, and I guess not Haley Williams, the singer-songwriter? So yeah, that's the thing is that this is her first solo record. So this is her first time where her her name is the only thing on here. Right. Yes, I know that some of her Paramore bandmates helped her in the production here. But this is 100% her songwriting, her input in production. This is 
something that she has decided to put her, her own stamp on. And so I think that gave her a little bit of opportunity to try some new things. And what that's kind of translated to is some, some like experimental kind of beats and rhythms, some instrumentation that you necessarily haven't heard from her before, um, some dark subject matter. It allows her to kind of be a little bit freer with the kind of thing she's talking about here. And so there is a lot more uh, a language. There's a lot more like, and, and so yeah, it makes sense when you come, come at it from the perspective of one, she went through a really, apparently a rough divorce, which one, I didn't even know she was married. Surprise. Yeah. Um, and so there was apparently a period of self-reflection that this all comes out of. So when you're, thinking about that, it makes sense that there's a lot of, like, discussion of some dark stuff on this record. Yeah, I did get that vibe, which is kind of also why it threw me off, because there's a lot of, like, self-doubt in this thing, a lot of, like, questioning, a lot of, like, I don't want to say self-hate, but... So, it's interesting that you bring that up, because she's not necessarily a stranger to that kind of thing. One of the reasons why After Laughter worked so well mm-hmm. is because it's a fun-sounding record that's actually lyrically pretty dark. She was able to kind of address these issues of self-esteem, of depression, uh, and put them in this 80s synthwave kind of vibe where it was super relatable while also being fun dance music. And here... She's you don't talking. you don't have that fun dance music to kind of sometimes, walk from it. See, sometimes you do though. It's interesting with what songs that she does kind of go back into those rhythms. They're there. They're just kind of more buried under the production this mm-hmm. time, and it's just overall a more dour feeling sound. Okay, it, it's not as fun, and it's like it's kind of like you're stuck in like some mud almost through the whole thing and that's probably what she was going for honestly i think that personally it wasn't what i really was wanting to hear and so i didn't quite enjoy this um yeah same i wasn't yeah i didn't quite enjoy it either i think it, i don't think it's bad no it's not bad it's just not what i'm looking for like with the Dua Lipa album, I was like, oh my god, this feels like a fresh of breath air. This is something happy I need right now. A a fresh of breath air? Yeah, that's my saying, isn't it? That's like the (laughs) fifth time I've used it. It's the thing that you always say. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, it's not bad. It's well produced. I mean, I'm glad that she's showing growth and showing that she can be in different modes as a songwriter. That's cool. And it makes me excited for future Paramore music, because maybe she kind of puts a little bit more of this layered kind of production approach. Cool, that's great, that's great news. But my favorite music from her has been the more upbeat stuff, I think is what I'm realizing. Mm-hmm. I loved After Laughter, I love their self-titled record. And I think that the more fun that they're having, the more fun that I'm having. And she's not having a whole lot of fun here, but again, goes with the territory. So I don't know, ultimately I think it's a good record that I just am not in the headspace for. Right, but maybe this is just an album that she needed to make, that she needed to, like, get oh, yeah. all these feelings and stuff out of her. It definitely like, feels that. Like so that way it's not, like, taking up all her creative space. That's, like, as all, like it's out on paper. It's out there. It's something yeah. that I can go back to and listen to yeah. if I need to. 
but it's also like something that like freezer of these binding chains that she probably had around her. Yeah, it's the the upside and the downside of doing a huge like press like interview um, uh, to her at the same time as you release a record is one. The pro is is that you get basically tell your fans this is exactly what I wanted this thing to be. The mm-hmm. downside is is that if it's not what you wanted, it's kind of a revelation. You're like, oh, that's why I don't. That's why I'm not clicking with this right. because they had a very specific thing they were trying to do that's not what I wanted. Um, also, the downside of this thing about this press tour that she's been doing is that people are now taking like every little tiny thing she said about getting back into songwriting for actual Paramore songs. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's trying to predict what the next record's going to be. And <laughs> she's having to go on Twitter and be like, I didn't say that. <laughs> Apparently she's been saying a lot of things about like, oh, we never thought ourselves thought of ourselves as a uh, pop punk band. We never liked being like categorized with like all the bands at Warp Tour. And a lot of longtime Paramore fans are seeing that as a, that as a slight, and they're getting really pissed at her. Ooh, yeah. And to me, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That's why I like them and not those other bands. <laughs> <laughs> like suddenly, this makes sense. But anyway, um, yeah, it's been fascinating. This whole album rollout has been re- interesting. It's really added layers to Haley as a person. And yeah, this is just a fur- further, further like example of that like this is this is who she is this is the kind of thing she wants to make right now and yeah all power to her i think she's doing great all right perfect all right um just anything else no not that i can recall so no (laughs) so we can move on to video games then again all right Uh, we have new releases still video games are coming out yes all right uh we have deep rock galactic for the PlayStation and Xbox. Super Mega Baseball 3 for the PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Uh, Gorn for the PlayStation. I don't know what that is. And the Wonderful 101, colon, remastered for the PlayStation, Switch, and PC. This was a Wii U game originally. It was a Wii U exclusive and now finally being uh, remastered and put on other consoles. Hey, that's a uh, just like Mario Kart Eight. It was a cult hit. A lot of oh, people like this thing. <laughs> came out. I didn't. I played the demo and didn't really understand how to play it. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. Uh, let's move into video game news. Yes. And we we'll start with the big one before we roll into all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, Xbox Series X, as we announced last week, was going to have a. Big showcase for its upcoming. Big console. showcase. Nothing like a big lunch. Yep. <laughs> um, so Microsoft's <laughs> gameplay showcase. Yeah, I put gameplay in quotes here because that's the debate that followed. Oh, yes, it is. Internet. Everybody is questioning, hey, they said gameplay. It was trailers. Yeah, it was trailers. Yep. Uh, the showcase showed new footage of the following games. Assassin's Creed Valhalla which had come out like two days before. How about, uh, let's do quick hits uh, as we're listing this about, well, did you watch this? I watched, yeah, most of it. Okay, uh, let's do quick hits real quick about what we thought uh, of each of these games as we go down. So Assassin's Creed, looks like an Assassin's Creed game. Looks like Assassin's Creed, I'm... You anymore? It's, it's weird because, it's weird watching, looking at these games because of the Xbox um, forward, whatever it is, play pass thing. Um, 
they're calling it smart delivery. Uh, yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, no, it's forwards compatibility. That's what it is. Yeah, where you can buy the game for the Xbox One and then get it for the Series X. So the games I'm looking at this is like, oh, it clearly runs fine here. How much better can it That's actually be? All of these games are probably also coming out on one. So, right. So, yeah. so I'm looking at it like, how good can it actually be for all of these? Then, well, we'll see. But we'll see. But as for the game, Valhalla, do you see anything that made you more interested? No, no nothing made me more interested. I mean, I'm still curious about it. Yeah. But not more interested in like, okay, clearly need to get this. Um, Bright Memory Infinite. This was what they opened with. I liked this opening. I knew you would. It was a strong thought, opening. As soon as I saw DeLorean, I knew you would like this game. <laughs> um, yeah, this game, it seems like, so one, I guess it's a sequel slash remake of an existing game that's on PC. Uh, you can get it on Steam right now that's just called Bright Memory. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some controversy, I guess, with this dude supposedly stealing some assets from other studios, like stealing entire character rigging models from other existing games. I think there's some sort of comp- like complex explanation for it, and the dude got away with it, I guess, because now he's being promoted by Microsoft. But it's apparently one dude that's making this thing. Okay. Which is the weird part. Also, it seems like it's like five different games in one. There's like shooting, there's driving, there's... It's, it was all over the place. There's melee combat. I don't know. It's, got, it's the variety bundle, which yeah, is probably I why I was interested. A very weird vibe from this thing where I was like, what the hell is this? This is You can't make a game that's everything. And then, then the game becomes nothing. Maybe they did. I don't know. Uh, we also have Call of the Sea. I guess this is their second attempt at a pirate game. So no, that's not what this is. So this was the one that when it started, it seemed like it was Bioshock, and then it's not, and it ends up being kind of like, it looks like a walking simulator slash adventure kind of game, where you're this woman basically trying to find her... Oh, sorry, this was the um, the following, yeah. or the witness. Yeah, you're getting it confused. Correct witness. This one, it looked like really pretty settings, and yeah, it was by the ocean, it's the name, but yeah. it seemed like an adventure game. I'm interested to see what this, was, this will be. Uh, this was the one game out of this lineup that I was like, yeah, I'll check this out. Okay. So, interested. All right. We also have Chorus or Corves. <laughs> so, they used a V instead of a U in the logo, so it looks like it says Chorves. <laughs> so, Chors. I've been calling it Chorves. Churve. Churves. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Chorus. Nah, I don't nope. remember anything about this one. Nope. I think it was the space one. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, we also have Dirt 5 and yes. Madden NFL 21. You know what those are? Well, those are sequels. One notable thing about uh, Madden is, is that they had um, Mahomi himself uh, come on screen to tell everybody that even though EA said they did not care about the Microsoft smart delivery and they weren't planning to con- uh, conform to the restriction, Madden, however, however, will be forwards compatible but only if you buy it after its release to March of next year. Uh, correction on that. Oh, that's right. October of, the, of this year. And then, only, and then also only if you buy an Xbox Series X between November and March. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes, you have to purchase Madden this year. Yeah. Before, I, I think the purchase date is the end of the year. Yeah. And then you have to download it before March of 2021. So basically, it's only for if you plan on being an early adopter of the next-gen systems. Mm-hmm. So. It is what it is. Also, no word on whether this will count for PlayStation 4 purchases moving on to PlayStation 5. No word on that. This is just right. for Xbox. Currently, it's just for Xbox. Has PlayStation has yet to announce anything like that. Right, yeah. They'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, okay, next up. Uh, we also have Scarlet Nexus. This was the anime game. Yeah, pass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scorn was also this a game. was the gross wall penis game. Uh, I don't think I saw this one. Pass. Uh, we also have Second Extinction. This was the Killing Dinosaurs game. <laughs> yeah, that one seems too out there for me. I'd play a demo. <sighs> You know, that, that's kind of what I said about Horizon Zero Dawn. Is like, yeah. you know, this thing is too out there for me. I'm not gonna, pe- I'm not gonna I get this. Just love the fact that they have a game where you kill dinosaurs that is called Second Extinction. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me so happy. <laughs> uh, well, you enjoy that game then. Uh, we also have The Ascent. This was like a top-down kind of multiplayer looking game that looked like Diablo-y. Okay. Uh, the Medium. This was a horror game by the Polish developer that made um, Layers of Fear and Observer. Um, and it's They're a pretty niche PC horror game developer. Okay, yeah, no. But this one, that. I guess, is interesting because they got the person who wrote the music for the Silent Hill games. Uh, to do the music for this one. Sure. Okay. Uh, and then we have Vampire, colon, The Masquerade, dash, Bloodlines 2. That complicated-ass name. It's a sequel to the PC classic Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, mm-hmm. which is in itself a PC adaptation of a board of a tabletop game, Vampire the Masquerade. It's right. complicated lineage, but people who are really into strategy PC games are way into this. Yes, but this is also different from Vampire with a Y. <laughs> yeah, that's also a different game. Yeah, well, great to confuse people. <laughs> and lastly, Yakuza colon Like a Dragon. Yeah, the latest. Oh, the... I have to say it properly. Yakuza. Like a Dragon. <laughs> but yeah, this is the latest in the Yakuza series. This one's interesting because. The combat will be turn-based like an RPG in this one. Right, and I think that will turn a lot of people off. But, yeah, I don't this, know, something the, different. The name and the fighting system, the whole thing is supposed to be a giant tribute to Dragon Quest. So, take that Oh, as a, okay. So yeah. someone's got a hard-on for it. Very clearly. Very clearly. Yeah, that was the Xbox showcase. So what did you think overall? Were you disappointed? Uh, I was disappointed that it was actual gameplay. Um, like most people are online, um, I was looking forward to, hey, this is how it runs in real time. Yeah, not so much. Not so much. Um, that being said, we did get some stuff in real time. It just wasn't for the Xbox Series X. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they were very clear uh, in the fine print that aired with the videos, which was basically like, 
running on hardware that is targeting what will look like on Series X. So yes, clearly PCs. Those were running on PCs. Yes, we know that. Mm -hmm. That's not the problem I think a lot of people had. The problem that a lot of people had is that if you shoot something that's in engine, but it's from like a cinematic point of view, that's not gameplay. And it's no. that distinction that people wanted to make. Well, especially when you have Xbox coming out beforehand saying gameplay and labeling it as a gameplay showcase and not having gameplay. Yeah. It's a conversation that I think is teaching a lot of lessons to both uh, Microsoft and Ubisoft because Ubisoft actually had a guy basically do damage control and come out about the Assassin's Creed stuff and was like, yeah, no, sorry. It was a trailer. We meant to say like a first look kind of thing. We'll have more gameplay soon. So they realize that they kind of screwed up on the messaging and hopefully that'll mean they fix it for the future. Yeah. I'm feeling that this is kind of like the cross communication of marketing saying, this yeah. is what we need to put. And then some overhead above them saying, this is not what can we, we call it this? Cause we'll get more hype on it. Yeah. Yep. You're probably right. Yeah. All right. But there were so many video game stories. There's more than that. Yes, because uh, we have the bits. The bits, the bits. And we go right into the first thing that we were uh, talking about, how uh, Epic Games decided to say, screw you, Xbox Series X. Here's what we've been working on. And showed its first demo of the Unreal Engine 5. Yes. More and interestingly, running on PS5. Yeah, that was the interesting thing. It was running on PS5 and showing yeah. off all the ray tracing effects that it was doing. And it looked beautiful. And showing yeah. off the power of the SSD that the PlayStation 5 has. It's This was out of nowhere. They had uh, not shown any footage from uh, Unreal Engine 5. They had not officially announced an mm. Unreal Engine 5, although it seems likely considering that every generational leap they've been doing a new engine. Right. Uh, but yeah, it was neat to have um, to actually show what this thing, what they are targeting at least for games to look like in this new engine. Uh, right, this automatically puts uh, the PS, uh, the PS4, sorry. the PS4 game, Kingdom Hearts Three, which ran on Real Unreal Engine Four, kind of like out of date now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, just uh, it's interesting that's out there. It's also um, kind of putting a uh, quelling the tide of the. Uh, stories that were coming out after Thursday's Xbox thing from every outlet, which was like, hey, maybe don't get too excited for the next generation uh, graphics-wise. This is what we're going to get. Whereas now, the story's flipped. Now everybody's flipping out again and being mm -hmm. like, they can look like that? So we'll see. We'll see where this takes us into the new consoles. And um, Microsoft's got to really step up their game if they want to put something um, that looks anything like this on their system. Uh, they need to right. show something that looks this good. Yeah, and this is the Unreal Engine 5, which is going to not officially release, still Epic's own yeah. proprietary thing, uh, but this is also all that Fortnite money being put to work, <laughs> I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, right. thank you for all those microtransactions, guys. Yeah. We made Unreal Engine 5 with it. Did it. <laughs> we did it. Uh, also, not to be outdone, uh, but Vicarious Games had a big announcement, also on Sony, uh, Sony's PlayStation channel, that Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Remastered is coming. Yeah. But it's not just one. 
it's two. It's one and two in a combined remaster. So yeah, uh, Vicarious Visions is the company that's uh, doing this for Activision. It will be multi-platform though, not just on Sony's yes. consoles. Uh, but yeah, this will be a remaster of the first and second game. It will include the original soundtrack as well as new songs from an announced artist's um, it will have multiplayer. It will have build a uh, build a skater mode. It'll have build a park mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you'll be able to share those creations on the internet. I'm going to assume that Crash Bandicoot will be an unlockable character in this. Yeah, could happen. Um, also, Spyro because they did that as well. <laughs> yeah, the one worry here is that the last time they did this, which was 2012, Pro Skater HD, which was also a remake of one and two. It was terrible. But there's not a remake. There's a remastered. So, yeah. They are taking the assets and the physics from uh, Neversoft and making it work for this new generation. Um, in the interview, they said that they want it to feel like all the controls you remember, which is the hard part. Because yeah. back when these games came out, there was no analog sticks. And that's how old the games are. Well, actually, I want to think. I want to say there may one, have been DualShock by then. No, one did not have DualShock support. Two did. I know three did. By ninety, not one. Like, because because I'm thinking like so. Ape Escape launched with the the, the controller, right? Ape Escape, Ape Escape was, launched with the DualShock in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Was that was that late ninety eight or early ninety nine? I would have to look up a calendar. Anyway, uh, not important. Anyways, um. Yeah, you're right. It's it's a hard thing because the thing that didn't work last time was that the physics were just not like the original games. Mm-hmm. So if, as long as they nail the physics and they nail the engine and it feels like you're playing the original games, a lot of people are going to love this. Well, it looks good, so that's all I'm caring about right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's coming out in uh, September, I think. I think they put a date of September yeah. on that. Yeah, uh, just a few months. Yeah. Uh, also, we have a new state of play from PlayStation. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow, Thursday, yes. uh, which will feature 18 minutes of new Ghosts of Tsushima footage. Yeah, so the, the kind of what people are seeing as the PS4's like swan song besides Last of Us 2, uh, Ghosts right. of Tsushima uh, from Insomniac. Uh, yeah, we'll see 18 minutes of new footage. No word about whether this will be gameplay, uh, but chances are, I think there will be probably. I think there, it's well enough along that there's going to be gameplay oh, yeah. footage. This thing's almost done. This thing's coming out this year. Uh, so yeah, um, I'd imagine that we see some actual game tomorrow. Yep. Uh, we also have Iron Man VR will hit PS VR on yep. July 3rd, just in yep, time for the holidays. A couple of delays. Uh, this will finally. That thing's been delayed for a while. Uh, we also have Sony unites first-party studios under the PlayStation Studios banner, which is the story I thought you were going to go with. Yeah, so this is not... And the reason why I kind of relegated it to the bits is because it's not that big of a story. Really, what they're doing here is um, making it easier for branding purposes. Um, it's the thing that Microsoft does when they're basically like, all our studios under the Microsoft or the Xbox Game Studios umbrella. This is the same thing. So right. and these are, like, and these are the studios that are basically making PlayStation only games, anyways. With yeah. it being Naughty Dog, uh, Santa Monica Studios, Insomniac, Insomniac, Guerrilla Games, and Media Molecule. So yeah. those five. Yeah. So it's basically like starting with PS5. This will not affect Last of Us Two and Ghost of Tsushima, even though they're technically under this umbrella. 
this will start with first-party games starting with PS5's launch. And basically, it's just a way of saying, hey, this is a first-party game. It doesn't matter who actually developed developed it. This is a first-party Sony like in-house development game. And it's just, uh, let's stop being about the bush. It's just Sony taking the leap from Microsoft. Also, doing. speaking of taking things, I don't know if you saw the logo treatment they, they gave this thing. It's the Marvel Studios thing. It's just the Marvel Studios yep. thing. Literally, all they're doing. Yeah, no, no, I, I noticed that. Where it's just the thing on the side. Drake's face in our logo, just like Captain America's face. In the yeah, it's the same thing. Which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> uh, I guess Sony is taking everything from Marvel, including Spider-Man. Yeah. Hey. hey. All right. What else? And lastly, uh, Ubisoft will hold game show uh, conference, a game show showcase on uh, June 12th. This is their E3 showcase, what would have been their E3 showcase, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they they are one of the first to actually like nail down an exact date, though, so I decided that this was, right. was enough to include. But yeah, so if you're interested in Ubisoft games, including more footage of Valhalla and whatever they else got, I guess, they've got more games coming, I don't know, um, this will be where you'll hear them. All right. And with that, that will do it for us. That wraps us up here. Did you play anything? Yeah, I don't have any thoughts this week. Just playing more um, phone games and Animal Crossing, really. Yeah, I've been playing a couple phone games. Um, One is literally just mowing. (laughs) That's what it's called. In real life. That's what it's called. It's literally just mowing. Literally just mowing? Is that the title? That's the title of the game. <laughs> literally just mowing? Literally just mowing. Uh, but yeah, I've been trying to find like more games to play. Uh, I did end up downloading both LEGO Avengers and LEGO Super Heroes 2. Well, you're set. So I'm set with those until, you know, probably the next game I'm going to get. And I've, I've just been looking at a bunch of ads in it right now is uh, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, because they completely redid all nine episodes. Yeah. So that's going to be a huge-ass game with, like, over 500 characters. So that looks like something I'm just going to get day one because I know I'm going to play it. There you go. Uh, but other than that, nope. I've been playing anything new, really. Cool. You? Nope. We're good? We're good. All right. Uh, plug away. We're done. Oh, actually, real quick, I have been playing a new game. Sorry, I totally forgot. You know that Murder by Numbers game I mentioned a few weeks ago? The yes. The Murder Mystery? Yes, the one I took you away from to play Jackbox. <laughs> I finally picked it up, and I've been playing it. I finished the first case. It's pretty cool. I like the writing. It's cute. They've got some funny funny jokes in there. Um, I like the setting. I like the art, although some of the costumes are kind of weird. Um, and it's Picross. So if you like Picross and you want a fun little visual novel kind of story to go along with it, it's $15 for Switch, and it's pretty cool. Oops. Hey, Picross. Um, oh, I guess in other mobile games I've been playing, went back to actually, uh, Kingdom Hearts Union Cross went back to that. It's its five-year anniversary. Yes, that thing's been around for five years. I believe it. <laughs> so with that, let's wrap this up then. All right, that's it. Let's wrap this thing uh for this week thank you for listening to the meeting Bo podcast this week uh, we will be back next week for another marooned edition via podcast services such as apple Podcasts. so search meeting Bo podcast and find us there 
You can also find us on YouTube with the video versions on uh, YouTube if you search Media Boat Podcast to find our page. Like, subscribe, and wait patiently as after we uh, finish this stay-at-home protocol, we will be back doing live episodes for you when we're allowed to leave our homes. Uh, you can also find us on social media networks such as Twitter, where we're at Media Boat Facebook, where you can search Media Boat Podcast to find our page. Twitch.tv slash MediaBoat, where you can find us play the occasional video game. Um, and yeah, that's probably it for now. And you can email us on uh, at MediaBoatPodcast at gmail.com if you have questions, comments, or anything else you'd like to tell us. Yep. Uh, with Another- that, we'll wrap this episode up. We'll be back next week with our complete thoughts on The Last Dance. I think we're just yes. going to devote TV to just that, possibly. Yes. Uh, but with more news and thoughts as we come. So no. with that, we'll see you time. next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.